Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we research teen culture so you can focus on connection. My name is Tobin, and I'm back again this week with Carly and Caleb, and we are going to talk a lot today about sports betting terms because we are getting on the Super Bowl week this week, and we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, so two very polar opposite, but also very two very can-be-dorky things at the same time. And then we're going to talk about turning 18 today as well as and kind of how to navigate that with a teen as a student, as a teacher, or even as a parent. So, But I want to start today with sports betting terms and just kind of some prize picks kind of things because we are entering in the Super Bowl week, which means that even the most um, you know non-sports following person is going to be somewhat involved in the Super Bowl more than likely. Um, according to a survey done by the American Gaming Association uh, for last year's Super Bowl, a record 50.4 million adults, that is 20% of the population oh. in the U.S., are expected to bet, were expected to bet approximately $16 billion for, on the Super Bowl. That is a B wow. billion. Wow. So obviously this is a thing that is going to affect a lot of people, mm-hmm. which is what we're going to talk about today. But I I would be remiss if I didn't start with like before we start talking about betting, uh, just know that if you or someone you know is struggling with this, the uh, the SAMSA has a number. It's one eight hundred six six two four three five seven. That's a that that is the uh, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Association. They have a number that can help you with gambling issues. Or also one eight hundred Gambler is another resource that can help you with if you are struggling with gambling or have a gambling addiction. There is a reason why if you go into states that have gambling and you see uh, billboards for casinos that every single one of them has a number on the bottom that talks about because this mm-hmm. this can be very addictive. But so we are going to talk about this in a, in a fun way today. If you're in a state where it is where it is legal to do this kind of stuff, we're going to kind of talk to you how to uh, understand terms for this and like how to safely do this. But but just know if you are struggling with this, that we want you to get help so you can use those to get help. Right. And I'll link the, we talked about this mm, a few months ago mm-hmm. on the podcast, um, specifically for teenagers. So I'll link that if you are interested or you're like, hey, mm-hmm. my teenager does this and want more information outside of just terms, mm-hmm. you can yeah. click the link. The very, so the first term that a lot of people will see when they, when they do bets or they see betting is, is over and under. So over dash under. And a lot, basically that just means that you can set a number. So like if we had a number for how many passing yards that Pat Mahomes was going to have in the Super Bowl, they might set it at 400 yards and you say, okay, is he going to be over that or is mm-hmm. he going to be under that? And so those are typically some easy entry level bets that a lot of people will make. Um, that's not as fun probably as some of the other ones, but like a lot of, a lot of people will do over under bets. The ones that are fun are typically the prop bets. These are the ones that bring in like your generic, mm-hmm. like if you don't watch sports, these are the ones that you're like, oh, like, you know, what surprise person is going to be in the halftime show? I'm going to bet on, you know, this person showing up. Um, some examples of this from last year. And I think this is one from every year. There's always the length in the national anthem. You you bet the over under. So wonderful. Is it going to be mm-hmm. over a certain amount or under a certain amount? And I have seen so many TikTok videos of people that bet on this and just having some gut wrenching like reactions <laughs> of. You know, like whenever somebody's holding out a, a note, like, no, no, keep going, keep going. It's like, it's like, it's, uh, so I, it's always kind of fun. You can bet on the color Gatorade that the winning coach is going to have thrown on them at the end of the end of the game, which is insane. Like I said, you can bet on the halftime show. Like, I think last year there was one prop bet that I, know, that I saw that was what color, what color dress is Rihanna going to have when she comes out? There's no always a, a crazy like, 
um, who like who might show up bet like, you know, is mm. uh, I don't know. Somebody is X person going to show up is what celebrity is. Britney Spears is going to be at the, you know, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. you can bet on that. Last year, this is a real prop bet. Bovada last year had a prop bet that said, Will, will, <laughs> I can't even read it. Will Tom Cruise parachute in with the game ball? Yes Hilarious. or no? Hmm, he did not. Wonderful. He did not. Oh, we already wow. know the answer to this. He did not. But that was a bet you could have made. If you bet, I think it was a plus 25,000 odds. So, like, if you bet $1 on it and he did, you would win $25,000. And so, which probably for his just movie, like, right? Wow. Like people it, it thought that he been. was going to like promote it may his have been. movie. Top Gun Maverick, Mission yeah. Impossible, whatever. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. but man, you yeah, never know. I feel like, you never know with Tom Cruise. You know, that's true. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there's always just, a chance he could be parachuting in a Scientology thing. Maybe he wanted to do, <laughs> I don't know. You never know. So, um, so prop bets are really fun. They have player props too. Like, you know, like will quarterback throw an interception. They have, those are less fun, I think. But, um, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl this year, I bet there will be a thousand prop bets on Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that is so if you if you're really getting in depth, the, they call they talk about betting the line. Line betting is a form of sports betting where the bookmaker like hand, like or like the the people handicap a team by setting a margin, which makes the game equal. So like for instance, if in, especially in a Super Bowl, a lot of times what you will see is a home field of, or home field or home court advantage. Typically, in football games, gives you three and a half points of a of an advantage. So, like if a pers- if a team is negative three and a half points and they're the away team, that means typically the teams are even essentially. Um, but basically, a, a line is if um, the one team is really good and the other one is not, and they they might set the line at negative twenty. Then that means that if the if the bad team gets within 20 points of the winning the winning team either by beating them or being within 20 then you technically win the bet because you bet the underdog and the po- and the line mm-hmm. so that can be very complicated and confusing if mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing so um again if you don't know what you're doing maybe don't bet the line that's kind it's of also a good so. <laughs> even as a non even like non-betting it's a good way to see which team like vegas mm-hmm. or like these analysts think are gonna win yeah because it's you know if you're running a negative right like 20 you're like whoa, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the the line going for this matchup, <laughs> the line for because uh, I I thought it was crazy. The line for the bowl game with Georgia and Florida State last week. Um, what we're recording this at the beginning of the year, but like it, it's so for the bowl games. The line for the Georgia Florida State game was negative twenty four and a half for Florida State. So wow. the the sports books thought that Georgia was twenty five points better than Florida State, and turns out mm-hmm. they were very right because they beat yeah. them by like sixty. So <laughs> crazy. Um, so that's that's just an, a way to look at it. Yeah, line betting can be confusing. So if you really don't know what you're doing, then just I would not bet the line. One thing that is becoming a big social media thing and on TikTok and mm-hmm. especially in like in Twitter and like stuff like that is parlay bets. So a parlay bet is when a better makes multiple wagers, at least two, and ties them into the same bet. So if any bet in the parlay is lost, then the entire parlay is gone. So however, if you win all of the bets, and there's a bigger payout. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you will see this more on day-to-day betting. So like I can bet a parlay on a slate of NBA games. So like I can say, okay, these eight teams are going to win. And if all eight of these teams, I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet a hundred dollars. And if all eight of these teams win, I might win a couple grand um, because they, it's a lot harder to do that yeah. uh, for a Super Bowl situation. A lot of times it's, you would choose like an over under passing yards from Mahomes. 
like an over under sack total for the Eagles and then like the game winner. And if you went, if you hit all three of those bets, then you end up getting a bigger payout. So that is kind of like a quick overview of what you might see in Super Bowl betting. Do you guys have anything to add to that by chance? No, I mean, I think you, you hit it. It's, it's a lot right now. Like, you know, whether you're on Twitter mm-hmm. or not, like it's a lot big on social media is these um, draft and betting sports betting apps and sites pushing it because it's like hey you know you this could be you right and you know it's a fun way too because you know you're seeing that and you're like okay if i put a dollar in on a like 10 leg parlay Mm -hmm. i can make thousands Mm -hmm. you know a few thousand dollars and it's only a dollar um so you know it can it could be a fun thing with a low cost i just think you know you run into the slippery slope of if you start viewing it as a way to make money i'm just i just assume any money that's in there is just you know, cost for fun and that's gone forever. Right. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it could still be fun. Right. If you, you know, you and the team, you sit down and you're like, all right, let's, let's do like a three leg parlay and just like a dollar and make, make viewing on a Sunday afternoon for football games more fun. It's just, it's interesting, mm-hmm. but it's also a trend that isn't going away because there's so much money mm-hmm. in it for these companies mm-hmm. and for these teams. So it'll, it'll be around for forever. So yeah. Well, and also, you know, one thing that I see a lot of people do for Super Bowl parties is they have like a Super Bowl bingo. Where oh, it's yeah. like, you know, I've oh, hey, you, yeah. And so like, and you don't have to do this for money either. Like this is, it's, you know, it can still be like, hey, if the winner takes home, like whatever Super Bowl gift basket you may have created for your host party or whatever. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's, it's a, it also could be a fun way to play uh, with kids too. Like if you're just like, hey, we're going to do Super Bowl bingo just for fun. So it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching for random things like uh, if they show you know, which owner did they show first, which, you know, which player wins the VP, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just so speaking of games, Caleb, let's talk about yeah. the other end of the spectrum. Maybe people who don't <laughs> like sports, maybe they'll like this. So, <laughs> yeah. So Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's something that, you know, has been a lot like around forever. I remember asking like my dad, like Dungeons and Dragons. And he'd be like, yeah, like there were people playing at the school lunch table like in high mm-hmm. school, when like my, you know, my dad's in high school. So it's, it's been around forever. And I know that there's been, you know, ups and downs for, for how the public has viewed it. Um, but basically at the core of it, it's like a group role playing game where you create characters and go on an adventure called a campaign and it has its own rules. I wouldn't view it right as like a board game. Cause it's just like, if you're going in expecting a board game, you're going to be very overwhelmed. Uh, but it's basically <laughs> like just, I view it as like, you know, almost like, you know, people who are big into D&D might get mad at me, but it's like big make-believe, right? Like, you know, as a kid and you're sitting there with two lightsabers making your own rules, well, I hit your arm, your arm's off. It's that, but like expanded. And um, you'll see like a lot of dice rolls because it's all based off of, basically random numbers of if you want to choose something yeah yeah chance they'll they'll make you roll a dice and you know there's rules to combat if you get in a fight and things like that and so um it's a lot to get into but like once you get into it it's it can it's a lot of fun um and it's a way to have community and i know a lot of people you know that graduated college things like that it's a way for friends to stay together to keep that community and so it's really neat but it's interesting too keeping track of it because it's it's made its way back in the mainstream especially Mm -hmm. after like stranger things was i know like a big launching point for it because it made it seem less nerdy seeing you know and fun and also little things like there's people that will stream it one big huge group that does it is this group called critical role 
mm-hmm. and like they'll stream it on Twitch and it gets mm-hmm. top views every week. And it's gotten so big to where they have their own animated show with another show coming on Amazon Prime. Um, so like it's it's made its way into mainstream. Big companies there are investing move. into it. There's a movie. And there, too, yeah, right? there's a movie with Chris Pine. That's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, have you heard the story behind that? That no. apparently he is such a huge like D and D player that he had like little like celebrity games, and the company that decided to make this movie was like, we have to get Chris Pine to do this movie because he loves D and D. And so that's funny. That's yeah. funny. I didn't hear that. Yeah, but so if Chris you know, Pine can like D and D and not be a giant nerd. You can too. So don't right. don't knock it, guys. So it's yeah. for the common man as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, it's, it's a great way to build community. And like, like I said, it's, it's big in the mainstream. One of the big games that came out this year, one video game of the year, the game mm-hmm. called Baldur's Gate, and it's all yeah. based around Dungeons and Dragons. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I would expect even people playing that video game might get into Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. as well. Um, but it's a great way to build community. It's a great way to have fun with friends and it's a great way to like, spur and cultivate creativity like it's fun whenever you're making a character and are writing this big backstory for this character of you know where you're from things like that you know it sparks creativity and writing and things like that so there's a lot of good to come from it some concerns is that listen when you get into dungeons dragons and you need a good set of dice it's expensive okay (laughs) you know there's some of these (laughs) dice that are like i you know i have lord of the rings dice that ran me like 90 bucks for just a dice. Oh my Are gosh. But they're so cool. They're so cool. Hey, love. They're so cool. The D20 has the Leaf of Lorien on it. So, so cool. Oh. <laughs> the six sided dice has the Tree of Gondor. You can also for, instead go to, of a six. to dndbeyond.com and it has like free, free online. It has a dice. virtual dice. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not as fun. Okay. That's fake news. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it is a money pit for a lot of people that get, get into it. So there's that, um, you know, there's also to, you know, how you view it is, could be a concern of there's a lot of discords or, um, mm-hmm. online Roll 20 is one where you can find communities out there that will run, that you can run a campaign with and complete strangers who you've not met mm-hmm. in person. So mm-hmm. as a parent, something to be aware of, but it's not any different than your student getting on Xbox or a video game and building a community with people that play Call of Duty or things like that. But it is yeah. still something to be aware of that there are communities. And a lot of times, if you don't have friends that want to play Dungeons and Dragons, the only option is to go online right. and find strangers that will yeah. that will lead a campaign with you. Yeah, I I am I was very skeptical of this. I would never do this when I was a kid. My parents weren't into this kind of stuff. Um, I have a couple of friends that their parents were really like, they had like adult groups that would get together once a week and play as like as adults. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but during COVID I had some friends that had been playing online, like on zoom, they did like a zoom call, yeah. uh, D and D game. And they were like, Hey, just, just try it out. Like just do it online. And, and like, it's, it's at least a way to kind of have community when we can't have community. And yeah. so like, I was like, what else? I mean, whatever, like I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I was very skeptical. Um, there are some things about it that's a little bit too much for me. Like I don't need to have like, I don't need to role play as much as some of the people that like to do it, but but the idea of just kind of like having an imaginary fight while you roll a dice to see what happens. I mean, it was just I, I it was just like an it's an imaginary video game essentially. Um, yeah. So like 
Yeah, I mean, like if you if you're one of those people like me, they're just like, man, this sounds really weird. It is. It's very weird. Like, but it's, you know, there's a lot of things that are weird about everything. And so, but it is a great sense community. I had a great time, like just laughing at you know people and having friends that like you know were super into the stuff and like I just they let me kind of walk along with them and they taught me some things and um, but it is a great way for for a teen or anybody to find community for sure. I'll say too, one of um, our dear friends of Teen Life and the Teen Life podcast um, recently posted that her and her brother went to like a D&D, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you call it a workshop or what, like at Barnes and Noble. And it was like for beginners. They taught you how to do it. And she said it was just so much fun. And so if you have a teen who likes this and you're like, I mm. don't get this at all, a great step would be like, hey, let's go. D- let's go do this yeah. together. Let's do it. Let me try it. Let's go do a beginner class or, hey, why don't you get a few friends together and y'all teach me how to do it? And just kind of Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you have to become a huge fan, but get on their level so you understand what they're talking about. But I think it's this is Dungeons and Dragons is not something I've ever done, but it is a huge pop culture thing, too. Yeah. Like so many things are based on or loosely based on Dungeons and Dragons. And if you really looked into it, you'd be like, oh, I had no idea that that show was really Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. And they and they have pre-made campaigns too. So like if you're like, man, I want to give this mm-hmm. a shot, like you can go buy pre-made campaigns that yeah. basically walk you through everything. Like a lot of people like find the joy in creating their own worlds and stuff like that. But if you're like, man, that's too much, that's a lot, that's overbearing. Like you can absolutely like buy pre-made things, especially Stranger Things is another thing that like you can buy a Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons yeah. that's kind of like more accessible uh for mm-hmm. people and stuff like that. So it's it's not something that you should be afraid of. It is definitely different. Like it's something you kind of have to get your head around, but it's and it's daunting if you've never done it. It can be. Yeah. yeah. But like Carly said, doing something like new for beginners, like workshop like that with a teen. I know that there's places um, there's even like a group that runs and like mixes trivia with Dungeons and Dragons for beginners and things like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, look into it around your area. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities yeah. there to start out and even like you said, build community and do something with your teen or, or someone else. Okay, now I want to switch gears away from y'all's nerdy. <laughs> y'all's nerdy wow. talk. Carly's been waiting. Carly's been <laughs> waiting for a chance. But can we stop? No. All fun. All in good fun. But one thing that someone did recently ask um, or bring up for us to talk about in the podcast, which we're always open to your ideas, your questions. We want to talk about what you want to hear. But someone was talking about that their teen who is still in high school, recently turned 18. And some of the struggles that came along with having an 18-year-old still in your home, because we all know that's a big birthday, but a lot changes. And I'm going to post an article that's like 50 things you can do when you turn 18, because it is a long list. And I even put a long list in the show notes for Caleb and Tobin and they're probably like, oh my gosh, Carly, enough. <laughs> Just rattle them off. No, we're not going to rattle them off. But <laughs> I do want to talk about like, y'all look at the list too, but like some things that jump off the page. The most obvious one that everyone talks about is that you get to vote. Um, and so that's a big one um, when it comes to that. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast now or if it was off air, but I know me, Caleb and Tobin have talked about the selective service system, like the draft that is Mm. still required for any boy when they turn 18. As a girl, I did not even know this was still a thing. I still remember getting my letter in the mail. It's like Hogwarts, but worse. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. We, we talked about this on the air because I, I forget 
what brought it up, but basically, like, yes, that is still a thing that kids stress can stress yeah. about. So we oh, we talked about when we talked about fighting and war and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. so. oh you're right. I'll link it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I feel like too. Even I remember turning eighteen, and you're like, what? <laughs> what can I do? And like, it's like for me, I, I was less concerned about like my own being able to be separate from the parents because I'm like, I still want my parents to buy me everything. But, you know, I think like <laughs> most of it is being able to kind of buy most things for yourself, like a, mm-hmm. a pet out or alcohol in most places outside of the US, lottery ticket, piercings. You can get married now without that's a parent's write off. Yes, so, at 18. That's cool. Well, you're an adult. So, so there you go. <laughs> you can open your own bank account. One thing that is worth mentioning is at 18, that's when all the credit card stuff starts coming in, mm-hmm. um, which can be really dangerous, especially, yeah. like I said, I'm talking mostly in the context of if you still have a senior in high school mm-hmm. who um, now has access to all these things that they didn't before, but they're really not on their own yet. Yeah. Um, and so this is a great time. It's overwhelming when you look at this list of like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that they can go to jail and they can get sued. And now they can serve alcohol at a restaurant kind of things. Mm -hmm. But there are some cool things. And if you have a teenager who's older in your home, use that gap before they go to college to be like, all right, now let's prepare you while you're still in our home before you're really on our own. But have conversations about credit cards because they're going to get them in the mail and they might think, sweet, I'll just sign up for all these credit cards. And if you haven't had a conversation about credit and what that can do and how to handle that properly, Mm -hmm. that could be... Trouble. I think too, especially for credit and credit cards. I didn't get a credit card till after I graduated college. And it was one of those where like I couldn't get any credit card. <laughs> I had to get like one for a credit card for beginners because I had no credit. Mm-hmm. And something like and so it was like I had to build my credit with this credit card to get access to others because I didn't have have any credit card when I was 18 because I was like I don't want to deal with all of that so yeah it's a great time to have conversations and like hey here's how credit works here's how you pay it off you know treat Mm -hmm. it like almost like a debit card but not spend money you don't have but also start to build their credit so that way you know whenever they're out of college you know they do have credit like to stand on I know two parents will get credit cards in their in the name of their kids and then build credit for them as Mm -hmm. well and so i know that there's even a lot of credit cards that kind of are like credit cards with training wheels for you out there well do even some research there and if you're if you're a teen or someone who's about to turn 18 and you're listening just like it's i'm guilty of this we all are but try to resist the urge of now that i'm 18 i can do i have to do something to prove that i'm 18 Like <laughs> I did this when I was 17. I did it when I was 18 as when I was 21. Like it's fine to do those things as long as it's safe. But like, you know, like when you're looking at this list of things that you can do, like, hey, maybe really, you know, consider the the ramifications of what happens if I if I go get a random tattoo. You know, I'm not saying tattoos are bad. Just be careful. Like be careful about that. Be careful where you choose to go get it. Be careful what you're choosing. Be thinking through like the, the ramifications of it. Um, I've had people that I know that get that will randomly enlist when they're 18 and like once you do that like you're you're in like yeah. and so mm-hmm. remind yourself like it's okay to enlist and think you know if you are somebody that's going to enlist and then volunteer like we thank you for that but you know don't just go do it because i'm 18 now i can do what i want um the easy answer is like 
<laughs> go buy a lottery scratcher you know like that's like that's yeah. like your easy that's your easy in like mm-hmm. but even like cigarettes like don't go buy cigarettes and have a cigarette just because you want to have a like just because you want to prove you're 18 like that that is you, one thing a, too though they upped that and vapes to 21 oh you're recently. right that's right i forgot so about that. that's not even if you're sitting you're out of it, right. man i can't wait to turn 18 and get a cigarette or a vape sorry yeah it's 21 now hmm. just, yeah, thing so just keep yeah. that just keep that in mind that you don't yeah. have to prove that you're 18 but if you do feel like that need to do that which is totally understandable just go buy a scratcher <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and then and then make a make an educated decision before you do the next thing that sells you that says you're 18 i like that one thing that i don't know that i had fully i turned 18 at the beginning of my senior year um but i don't remember this part and until this mom brought this up i was like oh i don't even know that i fully like comprehended mm-hmm. the ramifications of turning 18 and that is parental rights mm-hmm. like kind of go away when you turn 18. And we know this, that they can move out, that they can buy their own apartment, they can rent a can you rent a car? Actually, I don't no, know. That. I no, I think but, 25 usually. Or 21. Okay. You, I think you might be able to rent a car at it doesn't matter. 21, but you have to pay more. Okay. But anyways, you can do all these things, but that also means that now medical records, grades, bank statements that parents used to have access to, they no longer do, which can cause some pretty big problems. Um, the main ones are like in healthcare decisions. Mm-hmm. So even if your teenager, if they've turned 18, even if they're under your insurance, you're paying for it, you cannot call and make them appointments. You can't call and get medical records from them. If they get hurt or really sick and are per- like temporarily disabled, you might have to get court approval to make decisions for them because they're 18 and they're an adult. And so that kind of stuff gets tricky. There's also FERPA laws that like protect your student. Mm-hmm. Now that they've turned 18, you can't see their grades. You can't get transcripts. I don't even know that you can like talk to them about like disciplinary Mm-mm. actions no, anymore. That's true Even for if, college too. Like, like yes. when I was an RA in college, we had people call all the time about like, is my son in their dorm or like, you know, is mm-hmm. my, you know, and that kind of stuff. And like, are they showing up to class? Yeah. And they, they're not allowed without your permission. Like it's like a, yeah, with FERPA, they're not allowed to share that unless you, unless the student has signed the waiver. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And so I'm going to link um, an article for this too. That's helpful. But I do want to mention if you have, especially a high school student who just turned 18, who still wants you to be able to help with that stuff and who you still want to be able to kind of protect. Um, There are forms that you can fill out that will help your teen, especially in an emergency. So there's a HIPAA waiver that will allow you to talk to doctors on and insurance on behalf of your student. There's medical power of attorney. So um, if something happens to them and they're in a serious accident and in a coma that you can help them in that situation and get answers and talk to hospitals, all that. If they go to college out of state, you might want to check because the forms might change. So just something mm-hmm. to be aware of. There's also durable power of attorney. So that allows you to handle financial affairs. And then there's also FERPA waivers that will help you communicate with the school. And so you might not need all of these, but it might be a conversation when your teenager turns 18 that you have with them mm-hmm. of, hey, what do here are some potential risks. If you're handling this on your own, 
Um, and if you want me to be able to help with that, let's go ahead and fill out these forms and get on top of that um, just to protect you, to protect your student, because you would hate to get in a situation where you really needed help and you can't because mm-hmm. they've turned 18. Um, but 18 is also a fun time. And so, um, like Tobin said, my mom took me to get my cartilage pierced when I turned 18. And that was a big deal um, <laughs> that I could do that. And that was how we celebrated because she, I think she didn't want me to get a tattoo is really <laughs> <laughs> how that happened. That's a little more permanent. Um, but 18 is fun. And we encourage you to look into doing something fun while also not something that is life altering, maybe in a way that you don't want it to be. Don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. Let's let's don't keep it that. at that. Um, But that's a wrap on this episode, and um, we hope that you're enjoying the Teen Life Podcast. Always share it with friends, subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's the easiest way to just get our episodes right in your feed. Um, But as always, remember that teenagers are not a problem to be solved.